Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You know, I just want to be civic-minded and uh, just volunteer to be a drop-off point uh, at my home for the DEA take-back day. I'm such a big fan of DEA, so I just want to help them out, you know. Anyway, it is uh, Bowerly. That was called sarcasm. On News Radio 930 WBEN, welcome to the program. And this is, uh, this is your shot uh, at The Ghost Show 2023 edition. I don't anticipate doing this on Halloween. I don't anticipate uh, doing it again for a long time. So this is, and I'm not going to do a weekend show uh, like I've done in previous years. Uh, this this is the one and only chance to tell us your ghost or paranormal story. We've had some really interesting calls today. Some of them I don't know what to make of. Um, and it, like the bat story. Bat Out of Hell was the meatloaf album on which Paradise by the Dashboard Lights appeared. That's interesting, and it, it, it hit a chord with me because of the whole hummingbird situation with my dad. And somewhere there's a joke about hummers, but I think we'll let that one go. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, they're still impressive to see on the road, I might add. Let's go to Mary in uh, Williamsville next up. Mary, you are on. Hello. Hi, Tom, and uh, I'm not normally a, a person that calls into the radio, although I am a very faithful uh, watch uh, listener Listen. to your program, oh, also to Dave Bell. And I thank you very much for all the very important information you give, give to your um, your people. My love, personally. I'm doing a show on anyway. ghosts today. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that's hardly important off. information, but it's interesting. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, it starts off uh, with probably about 20 years ago. My daughter and her husband at that time uh, purchased their first house, their dream house, and it was empty. So um, they asked me if I would come and stay in it until it could be occupied. So of course I, I said yes. I had nothing to hold me back. And so I stayed in the house, and I'm a person that is not afraid of being alone. And also, I'm not a, a person that's afraid of dark or anything like that. No. So um, when I went to the house, it did have kind of a strange feeling. And then one time, it, it just didn't feel quite right. And then one time, I was going down the stairs, uh, and I felt a presence. And... Like I said, I normally don't get frightened, but I started to talk out loud. And I said, my children are, will take really good care of this house. They're good people. And, you know, everything will be fine. We appreciate this. And, and, uh, and uh, we will, I, they'll, I think that they'll live a very happy life here. So, okay. So the, the family moved in. Uh, at that time, they had... Uh, my youngest granddaughter was about a year. The second was about four. And the other one was seven. Well, 
Robin would come up from the basement and tell her mother that she saw a witch, and and the witch crackled and cackled and frightened her. Um, how how old was this? Per- I'm sorry. How old was this person who allegedly saw a witch? Seven. Okay. Seven. Okay. And it happened more than once. So there was this going on. Now, my youngest uh, was uh, only a year old. My youngest granddaughter was only a year old. And a delightful little girl, not at all clumsy. And she, for no reason at all, would be pushed forward on her face. And both of these things went on for quite a while. Um, and then, so and, t- time out and, at one at one year old or thereabouts, um, she would just yes. have been learning to stand up, correct? Well, I'm sorry, she probably was about a year and a half. I, okay, I well that's that, 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 but but if if you've got a child who's a year and a half uh, old and they're trying to stand up and they stand up, of course they're going to fall down on their face. That's what they do. They're learning They're learning mm-hmm. to walk. Yep, but it happened a lot, and she was not a clumsy clumsy little girl. In fact, this time, uh, at this point in time, she is in theater, and she absolutely is very graceful in every respect. As and I'm sure I'm sure she it. is, but at the age of 18 months, um, I'm just saying most of us mm-hmm. weren't very coordinated at 18 months. Okay, some now, of us still aren't. This was, this, <laughs> so this was in combination with my uh, my oldest granddaughter hearing these, uh, hearing this witch in the basement cackle, and she was it frightened her very much, and. Um, and then what, what really kind of tipped the whole thing over is that my daughter once was at the top of the stairs, and it was, you know, evening, and she definitely heard a voice that said, I'm going to get, I'm going to get her. I'm going to get her. Now, who she was talking about, who this thing was talking about, and it later came out was my youngest granddaughter, my youngest granddaughter. Now, I had a middle, I had another granddaughter in between Elise and Robin with Kara, and she, right from the start, was a very angelic little girl. I mean, I thought she was going to be a nun. Nothing ever happened to her. She was untouched. Okay, so my daughter heard this at the top of the stairs. I'm going to get her. So... That was really, uh, she was very frightened after that. So she called the Catholic Church. Now, the Catholic Church does not perform exorcisms without doing a lot of of, uh, investigation. And it was deemed that uh, she would be granted someone to come and perform this ritual in the house. I happened to be there. I happened to be there when they came. It was a priest, and it was two sensitives. And we're, you know, we're all running to the door to greet them. They didn't acknowledge us one bit. They just 
quiet. Immediately they started just come in and pick up. They didn't want any talk, nothing, zero. And they went through the house because they weren't going to waste their time if nothing was there. The priest talked in tongues and blessed and did these rituals throughout the house. And they felt in the basement there was something there, also in the attic. Now, um, after they performed the, the, the exorcisms, it seemed like everything calmed down. Uh, my, my oldest never uh, experienced a witch in the basement anymore. Uh, so to me, that was an example of a very evil presence. I think uh, my daughter did some investigations of the whole area, and I guess there was supposed to have been some kind of a Indian burial ground. I don't know. Okay, time, time yeah. out, time out, time out. Yeah. Okay, uh, every place in western New York I've heard, oh, it's an Indian burial ground. It's an Indian burial ground. There's only so many Native Americans. They weren't buried everywhere. Sorry, that, yeah. that's like one of my that, that's yeah. that's one of my little aggravations in life because I can remember being a little boy and having a neighbor kid say, you know, this whole area was built on an Indian burial ground, and if I hear Indian Indian burial ground one more time, I think I'm my, I think my head is going to do circles like Linda Blair's. <laughs> anyway, um, in, like, in, yeah. But but hold on because uh, I'm not Catholic. Yeah. Hold on because I don't know the difference between yeah. an exorcism. Um, which I typically associate with demonic possession of a human being and yep. a blessing. Uh, please hold on, Tanner, if we could uh, get that taken care of. Um, I want to talk a little bit more uh, about that on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. I mean, an 18 month old falling on her face, I'm sorry, I'm not impressed by that as a paranormal occurrence. A seven year old saying, uh, she saw a witch. I, I can't regard a seven-year-old as a particularly uh, viable witness. Now, the woman's daughter, the mother of these kids, hearing a woman allegedly say, I'm going to get her, whoever she was, we don't know. Uh, but that, to me, is interesting. And this lady herself, uh, to whom we are speaking, uh, she heard... Um, or she felt uh, uneasy and a weird presence uh, at, at the home. Um, and I'm not sure, uh, as far as uh, Catholicism goes, if exorcism means it has to be done on a person or whether it can be done on real property or whether that is another uh, ritual altogether. But the Indian burial ground thing, just forget about that, okay? Just just forget it, okay? It, it just it wasn't an Indian burial ground. The chances of it being an Indian burial ground are slim and none. I think everybody in western New York has heard a story about, oh, my house is on an Indian burial ground. I, I really doubt it. Maybe some of you, but certainly not that many. Let's go to, uh, I mean, this This was not exactly Manhattan for the local uh, First Nations peoples. So uh, welcome to the program. Uh, it is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, this is the much-awaited ghost show. So you have a story about a ghost, a haunting, a paranormal experience that you want to share with us. Uh, lines are open for you right now. 803-0930 is the phone number. I mean, Halloween is coming up, but uh, this is October, and I'm seizing my opportunity here because if I plan a ghost show for a specific day, I know that something's going to happen that's going to knock it off this calendar. 
803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Now, I'm a little bit concerned, not that concerned, I'm a little bit uh, um, curious about the Catholic priest speaking in tongues. Are you sure it wasn't just Latin? No, definitely not. It's a huge thing. Tongues is supposed to be an ancient language. It's a gift certain people possess. Um, you don't you don't uh, ask for it. It's given. And um, not only uh, members of the clergy might possess it, but other individuals that are very much into their faith. But um, an, an exorcism can be... Uh, done on a whole house, not just a person, because a person can be possessed by an individual, uh, a demonic presence, and and you have an exorcism, an individual. But also there can be evil presence around um, an an area. So was was the priest able to identify the name of this demon that was allegedly exorcised? And who knows? No, 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 no. But the sensitives, and these are people that are, these there were two women. Um, they're individuals that are, that they can pick up this stuff. Of the wait, wait, wait. You said two, two, two I, I thought you said it was a priest. It was a priest, one priest. And he's, then, he's the one who was most powerful, but there were also two women. Oh, two women. Okay. Two uh, women. They were sensitive. Okay, during the course, Sam, I'm interested in this because there's a movie on Netflix with Russell Crowe, and it's called The Pope's Exorcist, about the official Vatican exorcist, Father Gabriel Amorth. The movie itself is absolute yeah. fiction. The, the movie is absolute fiction, okay? That never happened. Um, but the Father Amorth was a real guy, and he was the official exorcist of the Vatican. And he was right. apparently very close with Pope John Paul uh, II uh, and very much beloved within the Catholic Church um, and a lot skinnier than Russell Crowe is now, but that's okay. Russell Crowe has embraced his weight. Um, I've got I've got a zillion questions about this because I've watched the movie. Um, so hold on. And anybody else, I, I would love to hear your ghost and paranormal stories. This is the show for which you wait all year long, and the only way it's going to be any good is with your continued calls, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And we need to find out from this lady – during the course of this alleged exorcism, did anything happen in the house? Did crucifixes fall down from the wall? Did uh, were, were, Was there a thunderstorm that mysteriously, mysteriously materialized overhead? Uh, was there any screaming or shrieking or smell of sulfur in the air? Oh, a million questions. And hopefully they didn't knock through a wall and find an old chamber of the Spanish Inquisition. 803 Anybody who's seen the movie, you understand where I'm going with it. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bob's welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN, and uh, this is the ghost show uh, that you guys tell me that you love, but it only works with your stories of ghosts, paranormal, hauntings. And look, I, I'm going to ask you questions that I think other people would have because. I, I, I think there's something out there, but uh, I've never seen a ghost. So naturally, uh, I, I just I, I believe in um, Occam's razor. I believe in the most logical explanation, usually being the right explanation. But then you start delving into the paranormal and you start to get away from logic and you start to get into um, areas that uh, are uh, very difficult to prove. Uh, probably why I'm not a terribly religious person. Uh, let's get back to uh, Mary in Williamsville, who told us a story about, uh, I'll synopsize this, uh, her daughter and husband bought a house. They asked Mary to stay in the house until they could move in, and she did, and she felt very uneasy there, and she's not somebody to feel uneasy. Uh, the seven-year-old granddaughter came upstairs one day and said she'd seen a witch. Uh, the 18-month-old uh, kept falling down on her face, which, frankly, I believe 18-month-olds tend to do when they're standing up and learning how to walk. Um, but then mom heard something, not this mom, but her daughter heard something as she stood at the top of the stairs, a voice saying, I'm going to get her. So they call the church. The church sends out a priest and two uh, sensitives, and they do an exorcism of the house. Now, you said, Mary, that the church, before yeah. they even sent this guy and his helpers out, they did an investigation. Um, I hope they did oh, a better yeah. job on that than they did with the sex abuse. But the what was the um, what was the investigation all about? Uh, how long did the investigation well, they, take? What was involved in it? Well, my daughter wrote all the facts down and um my my oldest granddaughter not just one time did she see this what she called a witch cackling and very frightening you know in in the basement and um and elise would be pushed down even when she wasn't like going fast she would fall forward and uh, and you were ta- oh you, you mentioned that why aren't things falling across the room and 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 noises being made? Well, well no, no. What I what I what is- I specifically what I specifically want to know is during the time the priest was speaking in tongues, trying to get the, whatever spirit this supposedly was out of the house. Right. Did, was there any reaction in the house? Uh, I mean, could you almost feel the evil uh, being manifested? It, right, 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 right. Now, like I said, normally that does not happen in the situation where it's out of body, okay? Um, if you, an exorcism of a demonic possessed person, you will find that if it is a true uh, demonic possession, things flying across the room, guttural sounds. And this, the, the church is, is very much... Uh, Exorcism is very much a part now of the Catholic Church, and they just don't do it indiscriminately. They have to well, look when at the you, facts. And I want to get back to that. So so there were no uh, bizarre things that happened during the course of the exorcism, yes or no? 
N- no, they were not, except okay. the sensitives were very much said. The, the sensitives came back, and, and they said they were after Elise, and they did feel the presence very much in the basement and in the attic, and there was right. a couple things that they... So, okay, now, and, here, and so, here's, now when, you yeah. say, when you said the church did an investigation, um, what you've described is your daughter basically writing out an affidavit or a description of the facts as she perceived them. What then was the church's yeah. investigation of what did that consist? Did they send anybody to a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a medical doctor? How did they, the church, investigate before they sent this exorcist fellow over? Well, they they um, examined all the facts, and then there was uh, an, another individual that interviewed before the priest and the sensitives came. Uh, but they thought that it was valid mm-hmm. uh, based on the occurrence over a period of time. My daughter didn't think of going to the church until she experienced the voice threatening. And uh, and sure enough, the sensitive said the one person that was falling forward was pushed forward with the lease, and that's what the sensitive said. They said they were they wanted the lease, and um, so Um, no, it was real. Okay, but the the now I'm just I'm just kind of curious and forgive my ignorance on this, but I, I presume that you I presume that you called the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Well, actually, this was this was this was in, in a different area. It wasn't Buffalo. It was in Chicago. In Chicago. So the Chicago mm-hmm. diocese. I mean, do they actually have an official exorcist for the diocese? Oh my goodness! They have them all over the places. Yes, exorcism is something you don't talk about, but it is certainly a part of the church. Absolutely. Uh... No, well, that's that's interesting because uh, I mean, again, I'm just look the the movie uh, the Pope's Exorcist with Russell Crowe on Netflix. I mean, what he says, what the character says, and I don't even know if this is true. It's just a movie. Uh, is uh, 98% of the cases he was called out on, he referred to psychologists and psychiatrists. He's not a medical doctor. Right. Then the other two yep. percent cannot be explained. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So that jibes with absolutely. reality. Then that part of the movie was true. Uh, well, the movie—I'm sure—is. I don't think that the storyline was based on exact facts, but no. but the course of events, I'm sure, were very accurate. The, the ways that that they dealt with this possession in the movie, I'm sure, were very accurate. So, after the exorcism was through, uh, did the priest take any time for a debriefing and after exorcism action report? Not not a lot. No. Mm-mm. Just said some more prayers, and that was it, and uh, and left. I mean, was it they don't all, want to waste their time. <laughs> what, what, was it all in tongues, or was some in English, was some in Latin? I'm curious about well, this. No, no, no. When they were going around the house trying to get rid of this evil presence, that's when he prayed in tongues, along with holy water, I guess. I think, did they have salt? I don't know. I can't remember. But holy water. Salt? And, uh, Where's the, never mind. I, I'm thinking yeah, of Margaritaville. Yeah. Uh, I wonder why salt. Uh, interesting. Salt. Yeah, it's uh, a biblical thing. 
no, that, 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 this is a super cool story. I, I wonder how many other people have actually experienced an exorcism, and you just happen to be calling it a propitious time, uh, me having just watched the movie, which, again, the, the, the guy uh, was, uh, Gabriel Amorth was actually the official Vatican exorcist for 20 or 30 years, um, and uh-huh. it, you know, it does give you the it, it, it's it's a movie. It's 99 percent fiction. But he was a real guy. He wrote books and that's what he really did. He actually went around and exercised demons from people. And one of the things that that's he said, that. and again, I don't know if this is true or if this is Hollywood, but in order to exercise an evil spirit, you have to know its name. It's very important to know the name, what you are up against. And then you've got it by the tail. Well, you ask the name during the exorcism, that's if, but they won't always give it to you. I mean, <laughs> um, did did this did this but, entity did this entity give the name? No, this was this was not a demonic possession. This was not a demon or demons more than one inside a person. This was outside. They call it an obsession. An obsession. But not a possession. Wow, obsession. That's... There's obsession and possession. Uh, I, uh, I tell you, of all the calls I expected to get today, I did not expect to get one on exorcism. And it, again, is very interesting timing because I've actually been doing some reading on exorcism because I wanted to know what uh-huh. parts of the movie were true, which were fiction, um, and I've just started my inquiry into this, but a uh, very interesting call, Mary, and I thank you kindly for it. Yeah. Well, the one thing is I call because all these entities are not friendly cast for the ghost. There's real evil out there, and you got to be very wary of it. It's, um, it's nothing to I... I, I don't I don't doubt that because uh, I tell you that uh, my ex-wife had a house on Clay Street in Buffalo and there was a definite evil uh, in in that house and I felt it I'm not a I'm not a sensitive I'm not an empath I don't you know I don't do that stuff but I felt very uncomfortable uh, in that particular house and I'm not the kind of guy who feels uncomfortable um, with the exception of a little social anxiety walking into a fresh situation. I uh, thank you very yeah. much for the call. I appreciate it. Um, very, very. Anybody else uh, go through an exorcism? Uh, I mean, we're talking about ghosts and the paranormal, so why not? Marion Williamsville, thank you for the call. Dave on Grand Island on WBEN. Hello, Dave. Hi, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. So I, th- I have a good story for you. I think this will hit home with you. It's a personal story to you, too. It's about my sister. She was in her 50s. She passed away about five years ago from cancer. And uh, while she was in hospice, she was in there for about a month and a half or so. Uh, we all said our goodbyes, and we visited with her. And so my my brother, Chris, he, he told this story a year later, maybe. He said that he visited my sister, Luann, in, in hospice. And he said, Luann... I want you to come back to me if you can. He says, the way I'm going to know it's you, he says, you come back as a hummingbird. The way I'm going to know, you look to the left and look to the right. And he says, son of a gun, if, yes, maybe a summer later he was in his pool and a hummingbird came and flew in front of his face and looked to the left and looked to the right and flew away. So my brother told this story. And I said, I've, I've heard the story you told a while ago. 
yeah. I forget what it was about, but you saw Hummingbird. It reminded you of something, right? Yeah, two years, two years in a row, including the first anniversary of my father's death, and I found it interesting. It was a hummingbird and not a crow, because the hummingbird thing was uh, a common motif of our conversation. So it did give me reason to think. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I wonder if uh, if you lived in Africa or India, you could say, "Come back to me as an elephant and swing your trunk <laughs> right and then left and then walk away." Mm. I mean, humming, hummingbirds are pretty innocuous little creatures. I wonder if a hummingbird moth would do the same thing. But yeah, uh, yeah there you go. So, were there any other um, visit? Was there just the one alleged visitation of your uh, uh, sister as a hummingbird? Yes, that's all. Yep, that's that's very, all I knew of. No, my that's, brother that's, told the story, and yep, that's very interesting. That's thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Uh, your ghost stories, your paranormal stories, any more exorcism stories? Oh, I'd love to hear those. And it's been so long since I've seen the movie The Exorcist, and honestly, I don't even remember if I watched it to its conclusion. Just saying, I've watched The Pope's Exorcist a number of times because it's on Netflix right now with Russell Crowe, and I kind of like Russell Crowe as an actor. Anyway, your ghost and paranormal stories. Uh, some of you live all year for this show, and I've whipped it out today. Uh, kind of gave you a little tip that I might um, yesterday, but uh, that's just me. Here's Joe in Niagara Falls on WBEN. Uh, you are on, but I understand uh, even though we may have heard this story, it's been many, many years. So since it's been many, many years, let it rip. Okay, Tom, uh, me and a couple of my friends, uh, we bought a cassette tape back then. This is 1980, 1981. Uh, it was ACDC, Back in Black. It had just come out. So we used to go to the cemetery here on 31, Niagara Falls, and we always parked back there and, um, you know, had a couple beverages. So we went back there to listen to it in my truck. And... Uh, we drove to, there was a horseshoe, you go on one side and come out the other, and at the end of the horseshoe there, there was a wide open field, and we'd park back there. So I'm parked back there, and um, we're sitting there listening to the music, all of a sudden, and this is a calm, a calm summer day, the whole back of my truck squatted. When I, when I mean squatted, I'm talking like, it felt like somebody dumped a load of stone in it or something. Mm. And uh, immediately my one friend on the passenger side jumped out, and I jumped out on the other side. Because I thought somebody was messing around. I, I, I was confused. And then I looked, and, and uh, it was wide open, flat grass. I mean, yards of it on both sides. And I had a, my truck had a, like a four-inch lift kit in it, and it was high off the ground. So I looked under it, and I looked around, and I couldn't figure out. Was, we were both confused looking at each other. So we jumped back in the truck, and I said, yeah, you know what, let's, let's get out of here. So I started it up. It was a... Uh, Old slant six Dodge with three, uh, you know, three speed on the column. I don't know if you remember those, but I, uh, I put it in first gear and I let the clutch out and the thing didn't move. I swear to God, it didn't move. No, no way. I, I, I'm looking, I'm looking at my friend. He's looking at me, and so I put it back in neutral. I put it back in first again, and I let the clutch out, and it started. The motor started bogging. The truck wouldn't move, and then all of a sudden, it was like a boom, and it just released. And uh, down the road we went. And uh, I, I still, to this day, cannot explain that. In fact, my one friend uh, I haven't seen in over 20-some years, he came up here uh, last year, and that's the first thing he said to me when he seen me. Do you remember that? And I, I, I still, to this day, I have no explanation for it. 
Uh, okay, you, mentioned AC, you mentioned ACDC's Back in Black. Do you remember what song was playing at the time your truck squatted? It wouldn't have been Hell's Bells. Um, if I, if I really don't. If I, I could take a guess, but it probably wouldn't be accurate. Okay. I don't remember what song it was. You and as far as uh, the bird, long, maybe? I don't know, man. But the, uh, I was out of there. In fact, you never went back there. And then another uh, another quick bird story. Um, my dad was in hospice in Lockport, and uh, he he passed away in hospice, and that's about 25 minutes from his house in uh, town of Niagara. So uh, I I drove back uh, from hospice. Naturally, I was extremely upset. Instead, of, I didn't want to go to my house because I didn't want my daughter to see me. So I went I went to his house, and I went out in the garage where he spent almost all of his time. And uh, and I sat there in the garage, and uh, I was there for about well, 10 minutes or so, and uh, I was just sitting there, my, me and my dog. And um, all of a sudden, a robin, a big robin, flew in the garage through the door, and it stayed there for over 20 minutes. And I just was so... I was so confused, and I didn't understand. I mean, it's probably, you might chalk it up as a coincidence, and maybe that's what it was. But it stayed there for at least 20 minutes. To, I couldn't believe how long I was there with my dog there. And then um, all of a sudden, it just flew away, and I felt this, uh, I don't know, I just felt this relief come over me or something. It was just, it was just an odd thing. I don't know if it was coincidental or... Or what? But it actually did, did the robin the did, did the robin stay in one place? And I presume it uh, perched so it was out of reach of your dog. Yeah, it was up high in the rafters, and it was right above right above me. And uh, the garage has got about maybe a seven foot ceiling. What and time was, of the year? It was right what up time of the rafters over there. What time of the year was it? Pardon me. What time of uh, year he, was he it? Passed, he passed away uh, August nineteenth of twenty eleven. Huh. So chances are it wasn't going to be looking for a nest at that particular point. Um, that, that's you know that's a really that's a really interesting story. I mean the the pickup truck story in the cemetery is it, to me that's very very interesting. But you know when when you die, let's say you enter a spirit form, are you going to hang out in a cemetery? I mean unless you can actually interact with other dead people, seems to me that would be probably the last place you'd want to hang out. I'd want to hang out. At some really fun places. Um, thank you very much. I, uh, I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, let's get these lines filled up here so when I come back at 5, I don't have to uh, uh, reset the topic. And, you know, I want to hear your your ghost stories, uh, paranormal stories, any more exorcism stories out there. Uh, clearly, I'm taken with uh, the idea of demonic possession these days, not because I have any personal concerns over that. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.